The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by the Valentine Museum. Its Richmond History Makers event honors the individuals, organizations, objects, and even moments that have shaped Richmond's history over the past 125 years. Thursday, April 11th, part of a week-long celebration at the Valentine. Tickets can be purchased at richmondhistorymakers.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. A prisoner who is suing the Virginia Department of Corrections for refusing to allow him to take medication for his opioid dependency is asking a federal appeals court to hear his case. As Whitney Evans reports, he claims the department's policy violates the Americans with Disabilities Act. Jeremiah Chamberlain asked for methadone and buprenorphine when he began serving his sentence, but he was told neither of those were available at state prison facilities. Wanda Bertram with the nonprofit Prison Policy Institute says most people in prison are struggling with some sort of substance abuse. The fact that we not only choose to lock up people with drug issues in this country, but choose to lock them up in facilities that actively make it more likely that they're going to die of an overdose, uh, I think is really an indictment of how the system works. The district court judge ruled against Chamberlain, saying he failed to prove the medications were necessary, but courts have ruled in favor of prisoners in Massachusetts and Maine who sought such treatments. VPM reported earlier this week on a dramatic increase in opioid overdoses in prisons nationwide. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Yesterday, the Virginia State Board for Community Colleges approved changing the name of John Tyler Community College to Bright Point Community College. As Ian Stewart reports, the new name was selected after a year of outreach, first initiated due to the murder of George Floyd. Student Lily Miller says it was a good move for the faculty to change the name from John Tyler to Bright Point. I think that it just shows like they are willing to acknowledge people's feelings at least. Tyler, the 10th president, owned two plantations and supported slavery throughout his political career. JTCC president Ted Raspiller says the school isn't trying to erase history. All we're trying to do is really get pointed in the right direction so everybody, everybody can feel the success and feel the difference that a community college education and experience makes. In addition to Bright Point, the school will be updating the names of two buildings and several streets. Ian Stewart, VPM News. As the fall semester approaches, universities in the area are mixed on whether they should require their students to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Some are mandating it, while others are sticking to masks and social distancing. Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa reports. Virginia Commonwealth University is asking all students to prove they're vaccinated by August. Otherwise, they'll be blocked from adjusting their schedules or enrolling in new courses. At Virginia State, students are encouraged to get the shot, but not required. VSU says everyone will have to wear masks, and unvaccinated students will have to take weekly COVID-19 tests. During a press event Thursday, Governor Ralph Northam said he's letting schools decide for themselves. We're certainly leaving it up to their discretion, uh, but I support uh, the colleges and universities that are are mandating uh, shots. Universities that require the vaccines say they'll make exceptions for students with religious or medical reasons. Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa, BPM News. In a mission to clean the Chesapeake Bay, Governor Northam is asking universities to play their part to reduce their production of pollutants before they reach Virginia's waterways. VPM News intern Adia Golston has more. Northam's executive directive intends to bring state lands under the long-term go to recover the water quality of the Chesapeake Bay. 
Campuses with agricultural programs may send runoffs from fertilizers into the waterway, while urban schools typically pollute the Chesapeake through stormwater runoff and maintaining great expanses of grass. Peggy Sander is Virginia Executive Director of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. One of the great objectives of the directive is to ask universities and colleges, do you need all this grass? Maybe you can turn some of that grassy area into a different kind of vegetation. Sander says that other proven approaches that schools should consider are to plant winter cover crops and capture stormwater through rain gardens. Plants would be created for institutions based on the ways they pollute the Chesapeake Bay. The plans must be implemented by 2025. Adia Ghostin, VPM News. About 1% of U.S. Olympians have ties to Hampton Roads, and at least three more athletes with local ties will compete on behalf of other nations. Ryan Murphy from partner station WHRV reports. Six members of the 2021 U.S. Olympic team either hail from Hampton Roads or spent their college years here. There's a pair of track stars from Chesapeake, sprinter Michael Cherry and hurdler Grant Holloway. Boxer and Norfolk native Keyshawn Davis will be looking to follow in the footsteps of the late Purnell Sweet P. Whitaker, the legendary Norfolk lightweight who brought home gold in 1984. Justin Dowell, a BMX cyclist from Virginia Beach, will compete in the Olympics' first-ever BMX freestyle event, where riders perform stunts instead of racing. A pair of former ODU standouts, weightlifter Kane Wilkes and sailor Stephanie Robel, will represent the U.S. as well. Three other former or current Hampton Roads residents will compete for Australia, Argentina, and Nigeria. That was Ryan Murphy from partner station WHRV. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Thursday, July 22nd at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. PM.